So one of the online voiceover casting sites that we highly recommend is Voice123. The quantity and the quality of auditions are some of the best. And not only is the quantity and quality good, but your Voice123 dashboard can give you such great insight that's helpful for your career. Yeah, you can actually see when clients favorite you, like your audition, and even your booking ratio, which really helps you understand your sweet spot even better and how you can best serve your clients. Voice123 is offering a 15% discount for a new yearly membership, beginning with the $395 tier. And I made my membership amount back with one booked job. And I actually just signed up. If you're interested, see the link in the show notes or description. And we also included the terms and conditions as well if you have any questions. And this is only valid until the end of May 2022. So check the link in the show notes or description to get 15% off your new Voice123 membership. You're listening to the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com podcast. Hey, I'm Mike Stout. And I'm Heidi Rue. We're both full-time voice talent and owners of Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com. AVS is a recording and training studio in Atlanta with virtual options available to join. And ProVoiceOverTraining.com offers on-demand video resources to better your voiceover career. Our purpose in creating both of these is to give you the resources you need to create the career you want. And that's exactly why this podcast exists as well. Each month, we bring on an expert to share their industry knowledge, insight, and helpful tips. Visit AtlantaVoiceOverStudio.com and ProVoiceOverTraining.com for more great resources. So today we're talking with beginner voiceover instructor, Jill Perry. She teaches here at the Atlanta voiceover studio, but even way before that, and being a private coach, she has been a voiceover talent since 1997. (laughs) Was that 24, 25 years? Something like that. You and I don't do math. We talk. We don't, (laughs) especially me. So (laughs) you were an on-camera actress as well. Mm -hmm. So how did you get into the voiceover part? Ah, very interesting. So when I got out of college and I just immediately went into on-camera work. Um, And that was good, but I realized right away that sitting on a set in a trailer waiting for someone to come get me, mm, that did not really jive with my personality. And lucky for me, I had met a great guy named Fred Taylor down at Georgia State University. And he has a partner at Tomorrow Pictures, and her name is Ellen. And Ellen called me one day and said, would you be interested in doing a commercial for us? For It's, you know, it's going to be in a professional recording studio. And I said, yeah. And so I went to my very first studio and recorded this spot and it played on television on Lifetime, the Lifetime channel for two years. And I, of course I did it for nothing. <laughs> no. Yeah. And it was great. It was, it was a beautiful spot. They played Enya's music behind my voice. And well, that's why it was free because they had to pay Enya. It, they did. <laughs> Royalties. Tens of thousands now. But <laughs> it was, it was wild and it was, um, it was a great experience and there was nothing better than getting behind that purple velvet curtain in a whisper room oh, yeah. in a professional studio. And suddenly it was just me and the microphone. And you were hooked from then on out. Yeah, my brain got to go to all the fun places. I didn't have to look out there and fight off stage fright. Yeah, yeah. and it didn't take all day. No, sir. (laughs) I was done. I got paid and life was good. That was it. Nice. Yeah. So outside of that, what would you say was your most favorite uh, voice acting gig? Hmm. 
Well, I got to be um, the Statue of Liberty for one of the wonderful museums uh, up in Philadelphia. So that nice. was really cool. Um, they were kind of a difficult client, but but it, it turned into a really nice piece. And then, um, you know, in the very beginning, when I first had ISDN in my home, I would get hired by folks from all over the world. And there were no camera technologies for homes mm -hmm. back then. Yeah, no Zoom, no nothing. <laughs> no, none of that. No platforms per se. So it was a, a telephone line and, you know, me. Um, but I would get hired to do NBC uh, jewelry hired me. So it was the NBC channel, and they hired me for jewelry commercial promos huh. in Japan. <laughs> really? And, and that was fascinating. And then I, yeah. Do you I, remember any of it? Um, not really. <laughs> it, it, but it wasn't anything my heart was in. It was just fascinating that I had sure. to keep strange hours because the Japanese right. promotional team, they were up and running, and I just had to be at at their whim, ready, yep. ready to go. And I was single at the time, so that was fine. I wasn't beholden to anyone else. <laughs> and did you have a booth at that point? Oh, yes. So you got a, a booth pretty early on then. I did. So in, in 02, I, I traded furniture for a website design. Yep. And, uh, and then that person who designed the website, that team, told me about Google AdWords. So I could afford $5 a month to start. That was my budget. And then that went up, you know, in increments of $5 because I was right. working for $6.36 at Starbucks at the time. Oh <laughs> and, uh, and then I got fired from that three and a half year stint. Yeah. I think I was a little too sassy and wry at some point <laughs> at 5.30 Which in the morning. Which has served you well in voiceover. It has. I really enjoy that. But in person, it didn't go over so well. And then I was just full-time VO. Lo and behold, that one ad... You put the right bits in there, like ISDN, American Female Voiceover Talent. People started Take calling off. from all over the country, from all over the world. And that's when I started booking jobs. And then I had a career. Well, and you had to be one of the first female voiceover talent to have actually thought of that and to do that. Because now to do it, it's, it's way oversaturated. It's not going to help anything. <laughs> it is. And people ask me that. Constantly. Yesterday, I coached with a new person and she asked me, what about saturation? And I was like, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. But again, there's enough glory to go to around. To go around. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's almost like the, uh, you know, someone who moved my cheese, you know. You the just guy who to... wrote that book came to my Starbucks. I told him, I thought that was a really interesting read. He gave me a signed copy. Wow. No joke. Did you sell I, it on eBay to make? I did. <laughs> it was a whole month's worth of advertising when I was paying Google AdWords 600 a month for advertising, making bank. I was like, yep, I'm selling this book on eBay. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And just to, to dovetail off of that, I mean, it's it just proves, goes to, goes to show that, you know, nowadays, even though there is, a, there are a lot of people advertising this way and that way, you just have to find different ways to do it. But like we've said in classes, and I'm sure you've probably covered it, that there is enough work to go out, out go around, and everybody's got their own sphere of influence. Yeah, with who they know. Oh yeah, to keep track and to market to, and and what have you. And just like you guys have said in the past, you know, it's very likely that the first gig you're going to book is going to be from somebody you know. Right. It's true. The yep. first book 
booked gig I had was from someone I met at Georgia State who has a film production company and is very successful now. But we had to all start somewhere. Yeah. And I've got students who've been so excited to tell me and update me where their first gigs are coming from. And it's always somebody they know. Yeah. And then the second gig might be a pay-to-play website or somebody that that person knew and that extra person needed, you know, something that they couldn't provide. Yep. Wonderful. I have someone who can do that for you. It happens to be a great voice talent. Yeah. Works out well. It's so rewarding to hear too. I know. (laughs) It's very fulfilling when, when we do come back to that place where we go, we're just human. Yeah. And we're just trying. Yeah. And the harder you try and the more people you tell yep. about your dreams and what you want to do, the closer those dreams come. And then you get to actually work with them. Yeah. It, it really works. I love it. Hmm. So since you've been at this for a minute, everybody's got challenges, right? So what's been a challenging part or season for you in voiceover and the overcoming part of it, how did you get through it? I think the most challenging season uh, came about when it was after I had had my son, Whitman, and I already had another son um, with my husband's uh, other marriage. And uh, so I had two boys and my husband, and I was still pushing hard Um had a great career, had a wonderful agent. Kicked well, those ads up to seven bucks a month, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I did, indeed. Um, but when I realized that I wanted to be with my family, mm. um, I had to take a, a big step away from VO, and I stopped advertising, and I just kind of let things roll because mm. I was a receiver. I received all the work. I didn't go out and hunt for it. Yeah. Meanwhile, things were changing. The sands were shifting under my feet. Mm. I didn't know it because I was dealing with other sands. I was dealing with um, really getting involved with my family. And then um, and then my parents' uh, decline was really mm. something that shifted everything for me. So that was almost 10 years worth of family and, and shifting and not being out and competing so much for the VO pie. So I kind of let everything go. Mm-hmm. And while I was letting everything go, my best and most favorite agent also had to let go and back off because of family and uh, things that were happening in his world. And he retired and sold that business to somebody else. And so now that I'm looking up, I realized that getting the call from Heidi was one of the things that set me back on track because mm-hmm. I love people. And And that's evident. (laughs) Well, when she called, she said, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that. This must not be a very good time. Mm -hmm. And I I realized it was the perfect time. It was probably my mom going, here, try something different. Like, you know, use what you got and share it with people so that other people can find their stars hung and find their moons Um, Because when you have almost 20 years experience doing something and you really love it, and Mm -hmm. then you want to share, yeah, (laughs) that's going to be a fun ride. So (laughs) it's been a fun ride so far. Well, and I've been in your classes. I've seen your classes. And Mm. I mean, you you do have so much to share and it's very evident. And especially (laughs) the excitement 
I mean, you're all over the place. Mm -hmm. You're very focused, but you're all over the place, if that makes sense, <laughs> which is great because it makes for a fun class. Well, that's good. I hope so. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I kind of miss being in one teeny weeny room with everybody crammed in <laughs> at one little microphone. When we but, just started out. <laughs> yeah. It was little. It was so tiny. Um, I love it though. And, and that's one of my favorite things. It's everybody being together. Yeah. Masks make that really difficult. Yeah. Because I get really lightheaded when I talk too much and I can't breathe. <laughs> Pull it out a little well, bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm ready for it to be an uh, a, a, an end game. I'm ready for the COVID to be gone, for the most part. I think we all are. Yes, it fatigued us. So you are teaching our beginner voiceover intensive, which if people haven't haven't listened, usually if people are taking uh, the workshop with Brian, Intro to Voiceover Workshop, just mm -hmm. to get into it, the next step is our beginner voiceover intensive. Yep. And we wrote the curriculum to, to get people up and going to start understanding your, uh, your instrument, yeah. understanding the specs and all the questions that they give you, mm -hmm. uh, Jill. But it's also for a voiceover talent who might have been at this for a while and never knew any of that stuff or didn't have a foundation. So mm -hmm. it kind of fills it in. So I know you probably have, have dealt with this question in class. Uh, something, What's something that you usually share with, with people that you wish you would have first known when you started out in voiceover? Maybe that you have to just keep pushing. Oh my gosh, that's huge. <laughs> it's <laughs> huge. It's kind of Sisyphus with the boulder up the yeah. hill. Um, if you let the boulder roll past you, you're going to have to find a new boulder to start rolling back up the hill, yeah. um, which is kind of what I'm doing. I'm rebuilding demos. I'm rebuilding a social media presence because I don't really like social media. Yeah. I'm just going to be straight up with it's you. Tough. I'd rather sit here with you and be able to breathe your air than ever get on social media and shout about myself. But I see some really wonderful people using it for good. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, that's my goal. Yeah. My goal is to just start putting little tidbits of uh, good ideas out there along with you because yeah. you guys put a lot of great vibes out into the social media universe. We try. But you got to keep pushing. Yeah. You have to do one thing for your business every single day. Yeah. You don't take weekends. If you take weekends, somebody else will get in front of you. It's okay. You can get your place back. Yeah. Because it's always yours. Right. But if you have any sort of impetus to do any sort of acting vocally, on camera, on stage, uh, musically or otherwise, it you know, you gotta keep pushing. Yeah. And you gotta even keep even if it's talking. just one percent. Oh yeah. Or one little thing. Nice advice. Thank even you. if it's just one percent. Yeah. It's yeah. it's just keeping that forward momentum. Mm -hmm. And if if you do get your head in a in a if you're in a funk, mm. it's okay to have those emotions because we all do. <laughs> Please have them and don't hide them. Yeah. Like find your support group, find your group of friends, find a mentor or a group of people who can help you walk through it and get to the other yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, I think that's one of the main things, even though I, I don't have time to enjoy everybody, but the community, I think that we've all built here with mm -hmm. you and Trevor and Aaron and, and all the other instructors mm -hmm. uh, and workshop people and, you know, Hunter and James and everybody else, we, you know, we don't get a chance to hang out in a mm -mm. regular capacity just to chill anymore. No. Hopefully it'll come back to that at some point. So now in this day and age of resources and everything's on our phones and whatnot, do you have a certain app or tool or a tip that's helped you the most in voiceover? And it doesn't have to be tech, but it can be. Hmm. 
I'm, I just open up this little thing. It's like a, yeah, it's I'm, a Duck, Duck Go app. I love DuckDuckGo. I, Duck, to, I, I use DuckDuckGo. <laughs> that protects me against getting vandalized on the web. I love that. Um, you know, and hmm, again, I don't know if this is going to be part of the podcast because I'm, as much as I use tech, no. I mean, I've, I've. <laughs> that's no. sigh. No, I, because I don't like. Okay, well, what's let's let me rephrase it. Okay, so what has been <laughs> what has helped you the most in your voiceover career outside of Google Ads when you first started out? Oh wow, um, you know, really being on stage. Really, in what yeah. way? Being on stage keeps you fresh. You have to listen to people. You have to be uh, ob- observing what's going on on stage, next to you, beside you, around you, behind you. Um, even when you're behind the stage, you know, behind the scrim, waiting for your next cue, you've got to be listening all the time and making sure that the story is still going the way it was written and the way it was directed. And if you hear something has gone awry, that's when you wonder immediately, how can I help? How can I help them to get out of their stuck spot? Because mm. being stuck on stage live in front of people, it's it's earth shattering, very, uh, very shaking. There are a lot of people who are total pros at that. Gina Rikiki is a total pro at that. Um, find her on, anyway. Um, <laughs> but that being on stage is more helpful than anything else as far as being in the booth because it teaches you to create characters. Uh, you have to do a little bit of backstory for yourself. You have to mm. totally forget about the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. You must believe yeah. wholeheartedly yeah. that you are whatever you're doing. Yeah. See, I never had the the whole musical theater experience. So improv was that for me. <gasps> and which... that's my next foray. I'm very excited. <gasps> Yeah, this is the year of improv. Yes. Yes. Excellent. I'm hunting down Matt Stanton. Oh, nice. Yeah. Matt's good. Matt's yeah, great. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So since we've already mentioned that you've taught, you know, one of our beginner voiceover intensive classes, mm-hmm. tell us what people can expect from the Jill Perry, your teaching style. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> What's ooh. going on with the Jill Perry style? <laughs> <laughs> Well, there could be a little bit of that. You could uh, hear a different person every day you come in. Um, I love to get everybody on their feet, especially the first two classes. Yeah, get that energy going. It is. It's all about energy. It's where the energy lives in your body, whether it's in your feet, your knees, your hips, up in the chest, maybe in the abdomen, in the solar plexus. Because the one place you don't want all the energy is in your head. Yes. Right? Most people come to this class. Especially if they're nervous, you know, the first couple times. So first couple, hopefully it's only the first couple. Um, but getting in the booth can make anybody quake. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then your voice shakes, and then you just, you can't, and then you hyperventilate a little. Shallow right. breathing. So deep breathing is super important. Um, I like getting physical and doing a little bit of stretch because you got to let go of the heebie-jeebies. Yep. I wish I could knock a wall out of our space so we can make it a bigger space, like a little warehouse. That'd be the next place. Okay, because everybody needs to stretch like a starfish. Maybe you just heard my spine crack when I was speaking. (laughs) My mouth opens, you hear my spine crack. But get physical. There can be some, uh, there's a lot of conversation. I've started doing something new um, with my students. When we get into um, certain areas of the curriculum where somebody goes into the booth and is there for probably five whole minutes by themselves, I am sending people out into our lobby 
closing doors, reminding them to stay quiet out there, but it's just me and the talent in the booth Mm. and the engineers so that that person can totally relax, take the direction, really hear what I'm saying. Because everybody gets coached very individually and personally here. And it allows the rest of my class to go get to know one another. And they are hilarious <laughs> because they come back. In the first class, I tell people, this is a cohort. You're going to learn what each person is really good at. You might learn a little more about them personally. I like to get a little spark note going so that everybody can share their background, their goals, their dreams, and what they expect to get out of this course. Nice. And it's a visual representation. Yeah of what they want. So when everybody gets a chance to go hang out in the lobby and we just go through each person in the booth, then they really get to have that sense of community. Oh, love that. And my last two classes were like, this is the best. That's so awesome. It's Let almost like a mini voiceover conference yes. that you have each week. Yes. You know, we're, and, and it's so vital. I, as an introvert, I tend to forget this because I'm usually on my own and and that's my my mm-hmm. zone. But there is something to just, especially if you're connecting in a class and you are going to stay in touch with these mm-hmm. people and get to know them, yeah. that everybody's going to be able to encourage each other and help get them through the tough times and cheer them on in the great times. Oh and that's gosh. the other thing about voiceover too. Yeah. We cheer each other on. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's 99 times out of 10. It's not, gosh, Brian. <laughs> Brian Bremer, he what booked another one, the... and I didn't get it. He you stole know. it from me. Yeah, there's there, none of that. Or there's none of that. Like when you're sitting there waiting to go on camera, and and it's the green room, and you're sitting there waiting for your audition. There are right. ten of you who look a lot alike, right? And maybe you sound a lot alike. For on camera, and nobody yeah. talks to anybody, and you're just trying not to look at anyone. It's not that way in voiceover. No, it's not that we, way. Because why? Because. We're very rambunctious. What, what was your advice in the beginning? Oh, because there's enough glory to go around. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> plenty plenty of work. There's plenty of work out there. There is. There's tons of that work That and there. the assassins that I hired to take out all the male VO talent haven't been working very well, so. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Jill, you might have answered this already, but what advice would you give to somebody just starting out in voiceover? And then... What about someone that's been at it for a little while? Because, and let me preface that because especially for that second part of the question, a lot of people get into voiceover, they might see a little success and then they back off, you know, for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. and then they're trying to get back into it. So how, how do you encourage somebody who's been in that, that part, part of life? Wow. Well, kind of like I'm encouraging myself, really. (laughs) Okay. If you're brand new be wide open, wide open to the possibilities of what can fit your mood, your personality, your work schedule, and your ambition. Success is defined by you as an individual. Please do not look Mm. at someone else's success and feel it ought to be yours, that, you know, all clothes in one size should all fit you. No, every outfit is different. I have a velvety voice. Maybe I'm better for capes. Maybe I'm better for medical. You know, I have um, some ideas about People getting into it, like in my class, I want you to walk out the door with at least three, if not five different 
uses for your voice, whether it's medical, whether it's tutorial, it could be e-learning. Um, you could be really great with elementary school kids, or maybe you're really good with um, a soft meditational kind of read. I want people to know that the things that speak most loudly to them, what they enjoy most in life, that's generally what they're going to be best at. Um, if you are an introvert, you're probably going to be a little bit happier doing things like audiobooks if you like long format or maybe e-learning because you can imagine who you're talking to. Maybe you've read books to kids for years. That's one of my exercises. Please read a child's book, record it every single week that you're in my class, drop a short file, an MP3 into a shared folder we have so I can listen back and give you feedback. You may read the same book for all 12 weeks because you may continually find new things that you can do with that book, with those characters, with that narrator voice. You can continue to build. If you've been in the industry for a while, I would say, hey, take a look at what you're really feeling instead of thinking, well, if I always did commercials really well, I should be doing them again. First of all, take should out of it because mm, if you really want... Don't should on yourself. Don't... <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a good one. <laughs> don't should on yourself. Exactly. You know, reassess yourself. Give yourself room to breathe because we change. We change what, every seven years, we change every seven months, every seven minutes. It's, it's one of these things where if you've got an interest in something, listen to yourself. Listen to what you're interested in. Don't buy into all of the social media hype because it doesn't define your talent. It's not going to define who finds you if you put yourself out there in other ways. There are lots of great ways to use social media. Distracted so easily like a squirrel. <laughs> There's gosh. a phone going on in the background if, if you can't hear it on the podcast. <laughs> we, we, we have a new neighbor. I didn't know this. this is, hmm, a little disturbing. I have to teach in this room on Monday night. Hmm. Well, I guess I'll just have to filter that out. Um, yeah, if you've been in the industry for a while, give yourself room to be someone new. I mean, if you want to sit in the same things you've done, the, the places you know really well, I absolutely get that. If you want to try something new, try it. Put yourself out there because really and truly, we have nothing to lose. We're just yeah. human. We're just trying yep. to entertain, to inform. I like it all. And yeah. so I encourage everybody to give it all a try. You may find something that you had never even considered yeah. to be enjoyable. And I'm going to tack something on. Don't be afraid to ask. I've been afraid to ask a lot for a lot all my life. That is so good. You know? Oh my God. That's what's such worse, a nugget. What people could say is no, but especially in the voiceover community, mm -hmm. you know, and you establish these relationships like here or at, at voiceover conferences. Mm -hmm. I mean, just ask, hey, would you mind? You know? And people are more than often at least going to give you one bit of help. You know? Absolutely. And when you let someone feel useful, then, wow, you might have a new friend or a new mm -hmm. companion in on the walk. Mm -hmm. And again, that's that's another thing. We don't we don't just dial up one eight hundred voiceover mentor. It's like those relationships. Wait, I'm buying that URL. Right now. <laughs> you should. <laughs> those relationships come. 
out of happenstance meetings yeah. or being booked on the same thing or auditioning for the same thing sometimes. You just, you're lucky. I have met a lot of really great people that way. That's awesome. It is. 1-800-VOICE-OVER-MENTOR, what can I do for you? <laughs> Would that, that be amazing? That would be great. That's the <laughs> chick from the from the desk in Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, that's right. And she did designing women. She's right. great. What's her name? Hmm. We'll Google it later. We'll Google. We'll duck duck go it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, much better than Google. That's true. That's true. Well, thanks, Mike. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here today, Jill. Yeah, thanks for sharing pleasure. with us. Hopefully, uh, well, you. Your beginner voiceover intensive class usually sells out anyway, but hopefully you'll have some some new students coming in who might have listened to this podcast and said, yes, I want to be in her class. Maybe, but my class starts in 48 hours, so I, 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 they're already signed yeah, but up. but this is living on the web, like, for in perpetuity. Oh, my gosh. Okay. In perpetuity. <laughs> Thanks, Sound and Fury. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure.